And welcome again to another episode of the Unbiased Truth Podcast. Today's episode is another Because Real Estate Podcast episode where we talk about singular topics uh, affecting real estate or those topics that can help us in real estate and just the industry. And I'm joined once again by Christy Bacon, um, team leader of Move Virginia. That's right. Powered by Keller Williams. That's right. (laughs) Got to say that too. That's right. So today we're going to talk about, um, since we are recording this in December, it'll probably come out in January um, after the first of the year. Um, Courtney doesn't forget about it. (coughs) Um, (laughs) Sticks to the schedule. Uh, uh, You know, December, uh, November, December, uh, end of January is typically a slow time. Um, mm-hmm. in real estate traditionally last couple of years, you know, yeah. not as slow, but, right. um, but I think this year we've got more of a traditional slowdown. Uh, so just want to talk about what do people do, um, during this time of year to start planning for 2023 for, you know, marketing, their goal setting, strategic planning. Uh, one of the things that I found interesting, um, forget see uh one thing <laughs> that i found interesting um was there was a, a mastermind session not too long ago and there's been a couple of them around um popping up um but this one had about 80 or 90 agents and i think the question was posed something along the lines of you know do you know how much money you actually made last year or you know and like there was a shockingly high number of people that That's did crazy. not know. That right? is crazy. Um, so people don't know where their money's going. Mm-hmm. They don't know what their splits are. They don't know, you know, how much their broker's taking. If yeah. they're a team, how much their team's taking. Um, so if they they don't know how much they're making, then how efficient are they actually planning right. out? Right. Right. You know, if you don't know how much money you're spending on on leads and, and marketing, you're just throwing money at it. And at the end of the year, you just hope for the best. Right. Um, and I think in both industries, uh, as an agent and in home inspections, I think one of the things that they lack is the business side of it, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, the the It's easy to become, become an agent, right? It's easy to become a home inspector. You take the class, pass the test, here you go. Go and do great things. But neither one of them actually have a business component and both industries are designed um, for better or worse that as soon as you get your license, you can just be on your own. Oh, right. right. You know, you don't have to apprenticeship. You don't have to right. join anybody. You know, I mean, you have a broker, but you know, right. you're still on your own. Um, so people don't understand that you are a business, you know, and they don't approach it that way. So, um, so yeah, does all that sound about right? It's very true. In fact, (laughs) even when you get your license and you go through like new agent orientation, it's just, there's nothing about the business side of it. Nothing at all. And I would say for us in the past three years, we've really focused on the four models, which to me, I didn't even think anything about them until recently. So, and it's hard because at first you're like, well, I don't even know how to separate what I'm making from what I need to not spend and what I need to save for taxes. And so my general rule of thumb was always like my first and second year. I wasn't the breadwinner, so that was mm-hmm. big, but I just literally put 50% away. Right. And that then allowed me to have my money for taxes and money to put back into the business mm-hmm. the following year. Mm-hmm. And then when you make that scary first hire, <laughs> which is like, oh my gosh, am yeah. I going to be able to afford this person? Yeah. I'm now responsible. Will I yeah. bring in enough deals? Yeah. You know how it goes. 
I felt like because I had saved that money the year prior, their salary was already like there. Yeah. So I knew that if I didn't do what I had done last year, at least I had their salary taken care of. Yeah, for <laughs> me, my my first hire was pretty easy, and it really wasn't that stressful because it was Gordon, and we had zero overhead, right? I mean, because right. uh, he was planning to do it on his own, so he had bought a bunch of stuff already. So, um, oh, that's nice. Uh, so you know, I still had to round that out a little bit um, and software subscriptions, but that was really about it, you know? So it was like, you know, you get paid if you make, do home inspections, you know? Um, now when we merged with MPI, then all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> there's actual salaries attached to that. That's, you know, and yes, marketing, like what Courtney does, does generate revenue. Right? right. But at the end of the day, when you're looking at it, you're like, you know, when Todd and Gordon's out there, they're making, if they're getting paid, cause they're literally making me money. They're collecting right. money on site to where, you know, the office staff is just not as visible that way. Right. You know, you hope that they're making you money, but it's not, doesn't, it's hard to track and, and, and be comfortable with that, you know? So oh, yeah. now you start stressing about that. Yeah. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, fun. <laughs> and then like, they'll offer a class. that's like tax tips and tricks. Mm-hmm. but then what like that's yeah. it like so you go to this class that your association will offer and then you're like okay so what now what what yeah. do I do like I know I'm a business owner and I probably should talk to my CPA but mm-hmm. like where do we meet in the middle of all this yeah and then you know there's the you know do I do LLC is it right. an S core right C core you know um when do I change from one to the other uh, what does all that mean? Right. <laughs> right. Should I have my own LLC or do I just do it under my name? Right. You know, oh my yeah. Social security number and uh, so there's a lot of a lot of people just don't know no. and that's again that's I think that's just industry wide not just realtors but anybody attached to the industry. Yeah. Um, is it's that's just kind of how they operate. Just you know we'll figure it out at the end of the year and whatever happens happens. <laughs> um, so those people are the ones that come this time of year. Um, they just do a lot of setting, right? Because they don't, if you don't know what your, what your money is, you don't know what your right. budget is, then you don't really know about forecasting your marketing right. plan, a strategic right. Pipeline. plan. Um, yeah. You know, what, what are you going to do each quarter? Your, your right. client appreciation events, yep. if you're even doing client appreciation right. events, exactly. um, you know, all that stuff. So walk us through what you do in a more traditional market, you know, kind of what we're, going through now so yeah. to speak where it just kind of slows down when do you really start planning for next year so we actually start in october we call okay. it goldtober that's right and we really sit down and look at production of the past year first mm-hmm. you still have a little bit left for november december at that point so you can kind of forecast what you think will happen in those two months but you have a good idea of where you are at and that's the first thing to do like Find out where your numbers are yeah. at that moment because that's going to help you forecast right. or figure out for the following year. And I think knowing that number, it's called your GCI, what that number looks like. It's before any money, any money you've paid to your broker, any number, any that's the number that's before you've paid a real um, an assistant or whatever. Anything mm-hmm. before splits, it's that number. So whatever your full commission was that went to the office, when you add all those numbers together, that's your GCI. Looking at that, and then maybe look at a multi-year trend report. So that yeah. may, may mean, if you've been in the business for five years, looking at what's happened in the past three years mm-hmm. or the past five years. So you can kind of see, did I grow? Was I just, there? was there stability in my business? Like, that will really help you to forecast for what's up next. So 
how do you, so I told, told you before we got started, you know, I met with a couple of the home inspectors this morning. Yeah. We were just talking about similar topic, um, ironically. And um, uh, one, uh, one inspector said, you know, you know, he's 22% down for the year, right? Year over year. And, you know, the other home inspector says, wish I was, you know, um, and whatnot. So, so how do you, over the last two or three years, it's kind of been of an anomaly, right? right. It's the exception it to is. the rule. Yeah. So how, when you're forecasting 2023 and we're in this weird transition mm-hmm. time, um, you know, when we could, you know, talk about all that, the nuances of all that all day long. Um, so how are you projecting uh, based on those data points? For 2023, because your your whole budget is going to be reliant on, right? You know, because right. you have paid staff, yeah, right? exactly. Um, you know, you have all these events that you want to do, and and marketing and, yep. and whatnot. So, so yeah, how how are you? What's your projections for 2023 when you can't really go by, you know, the last couple of years because it's going to be. It, there's a high probability it's going to be lower, right? It like will. Our, yeah, it like will. our numbers next year aren't going to be our numbers from 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 last year, right. 2021, because right. 2021 was just so, you know, ridiculous. Yeah, right? it was. Yeah. So, well, this is what I did. See, we didn't know what 2022 was going to do either. Right. So we kind of based our numbers off of we thought we were going to add a team member, which we did for a little bit, mm-hmm. and we knew that would help increase our production, increase our numbers. Mm-hmm. So we did set a goal to be better than we did this past year. Um, If we're looking now at what to plan for 2023, I mean, you could look at 18 and 19 because that's more of about, there were more balanced markets then. Mm -hmm. We're shifting towards a seller's market for sure, but it wasn't like it was in 2021 for sure. And some of 2020, the end of 2020. So you could pay attention to those numbers if you were in the business then. I personally didn't look at that because if you really plan for like shifting your mindset and how you're going to get your business, mm-hmm. I feel like you could still meet your goals. Yeah. So that's kind of, I didn't change. I didn't go, well, I've heard it's going to be a really different year and I've heard that right. we're going to see a slump in the market. So I'm going to set lower goals because mm-hmm. of that. And not that that's a bad thing. You could, because now one, we don't have a team member. So I could, I personally didn't because I really decided where we're going to hone in on when it comes to our lead gen model. And I think that's going to really support our business to another level. And you always do like, I do tiered goals, right? Yeah. I mean, that's stretch goal. This is where I want to be. And then a mid year check-in. Yeah. So you can always adjust your goal. I mean, I, I heard once if your goal doesn't scare you, then it's not big enough. Right. Right. So you got to have something at least. You do. You do. So yeah, that's, that's what I do. You know, it's, it's what, you know, and, and Courtney doesn't know this yet. Um, but, (laughs) uh, We'll sit down and we'll go over, you know, her goals for marketing, you yep. know, um, and she already knows come January one, she's, I'm pushing her out to Nats. Like, this is all you, like, I'm, I'm not going with you no more. Um, she's super excited about it. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Uh, but she's had, you know, eight or 10 months of, of training and being with me, but you know. And people have a rapport with her now. They yeah. know her. So that so, helps too. So we'll sit down and say, Hey, we need to be in, you know, 10 new offices this year. That's going to be the goal, right? Yeah. You need to get us in 10 offices that we're just not in, whether that's one agent, whether that's everybody, right. you know, that's 10 new offices to be in because, you know, 
the the work is out there, you know. So like I said, you can meet those goals. Yeah. Um, if you set those goals high, but um, but like I said, I think that tiered approach that way, if you don't come, you know, October next year, you're like, you know what, I'm forty percent away from reaching my goal. Right. You don't spiral. You right. Know? And I think a lot of people do that. I think they set their goals so high that sometimes, yeah, I know I'm never going to reach that goal. Right. You know, but if you have that mindset that you're not going to reach that goal, that's one thing. But if you're just going in a blind and you don't reach that goal, a lot of people start to spiral. Right. right? It's like, you know, oh, well, I'm done. You know, I right. quit. You know, right. I'm, I'm not good at this. So I think a, a tiered approach is a good, good idea. Um, yeah. That way, where do I need to be? You know, yep. to yep. Pay, pay the bills. Which means look at your bills, look yep. at what your numbers, yep. your business yep. expenses for the month. Yep. Um, where would I like to be? Yep. And then where's that happy medium, you yeah. know, where I, we can feel really good yep. about the year that we've had. So, um, so when you're talking, um, how do you set, like for us, we use monday.com, which is like Trello. Heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah so it's just like Trello, um, but different, um, <laughs> uh, but same concepts. We went with Monday. Um, I forget there was a feature in Monday that we both liked that Trello didn't offer. I don't remember what that feature is now, um, but we just liked it, so we went with Monday. That's the only real reason. Um, Trello is obviously very popular, but for those that don't know, both of them are just a project management board, right? Yeah. So you can put all your projects on there. Yeah. Um, uh, so I can put projects in there. I can sign it to Courtney, um, and you know, all the information, dates that I want it completed by. Um, but we can also create a marketing strategy board. Okay. And we're doing it by quarter, first quarter, second quarter, and we're mapping out everything that we're doing per quarter for our yep. marketing strategy. Yeah. You know, how many podcasts do we want to do? Yeah. How many offices a week do we want to visit? Um, yep. You know, uh, what's the other ideas that, that we have? And then we can put budgets on that mm-hmm. stuff. Because uh, I just had a conversation earlier. It's like, do you have a marketing budget? Eh, you know, <laughs> um, so far it's just whatever we feel like doing, you know, I mean, roughly. Um, but this year we're really going to hammer down on an actual budget. Yeah. So what do you do in terms of marketing and setting a strategy? So funny you should ask. We literally have just been going <laughs> over this because there's a couple components to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of wrote it out like, okay, we're going to have events. We're going to have seminars. We're going to have networking. Mm-hmm. And... We wanted to really be intentional about who we invited to these. Mm -hmm. So we decided, and and the first part was doing the budget model to figure out how much we have to spend in that one category of just, they call the lead generation category, and it's general prospecting and marketing. So in that category, we know what our dollar amount is. Mm -hmm. So then we translated that into, okay, we know exactly or a roundabout number of what some of these events have cost us in the past. So let's figure it out. So we've decided to do two big events a year. Where we invite everybody in our database. And right now we're at 1684 in our database. <laughs> but we have learned that those kind of events, I mean, people's lives are busy. If yeah. we get yeah. 100 people, yeah. we'll be so happy. But when you're doing that, though, um, you know, yeah, and it could be intimidating, right? How oh, am yeah. I going to pay for 1,600 people, right? Right, right. And it takes a couple to realize what you actually got to plan for. Right. 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 Um, because now it's like, where do I buy too much food? What if I don't mm-hmm. buy enough food? Um, but the good thing about that is each, depending on how many you're doing, um, yeah, it may only be a hundred out of 1600, but the next event may be a completely 75 of them may be different. Right. Right. So, 
And um, I've learned also, I learned, I learned it's not about the event. It's about everything that's around that event. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's, there's 11 touches that come for each event. So before the event, mm-hmm. if they didn't show up to the event, so at the event, we're going to mm-hmm. text somebody. And then after the event, if they came or didn't come, we missed you or thanks for coming. Yeah. So we, there's touches that that's, like the biggest reason to have an event because yeah. it's like a reason to be on the phone to call people. Yeah, absolutely. It gives absolutely. me an excuse to say, Hey, did you see our email or Hey, did you see the Evite for this event mm-hmm. or the event bright for this or whatever? Yeah. And I noticed um, for your last one, I started getting text messages. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. we use Twilio, which is through command, which okay. is our Keller Williams um, CRM. Yeah. So that's one way to do it. There's tricky ways with that just because yeah. it doesn't say it's, it's not my phone number, so right. we have to put in there. This is from Christy yeah. and Kim and Virginian. Yeah. So um, we've been toying around with SMS magic, I think. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but same thing. Sim- it's, it's, similar it's, concept. It attaches to our CRM. Yeah. You know, we use Zoho. Um, okay. Um, not a realtor CRM, right? right? But um, for the price that we pay, we get a lot out of it. But um, but the point of the text messages is that on our Email campaigns, we're at about 46%-ish open rate. Okay, Which that's is good. actually really high. Yeah, right? that's really good. Most is like less than 10. Right. You know, 25, I've heard, is the magic number, like yeah. to at least have 25%. Yeah. But 46, but that's amazing. Text messages, like a 90-plus percent read rate. Okay. You know? um, so that's why it's becoming increasingly more important to start doing text okay. messages. Okay. Um, in addition to, right. Um, but because everybody checks their phone, even if I don't read the text message, like I see I saw it, right. something, right. Um, and whatnot. So that's, what's, what's really important is, is text messages. Cause it's a 90 plus percent. Yeah. Rate, so. The trick we're struggling with on that is that people are unsubscribing mm-hmm. and we know that we get it. They don't want to hear from us through text, but we don't want to like, have them miss out on an event that we yeah. might have, and then they don't get invited to that type of thing. So we're really trying to like find the happy medium. So, on that. so when you see somebody unsubscribe, does it hurt your feelings a little bit? I don't know, actually. Can right. It? <laughs> it hurts mine. I would prefer not to know. Yeah, I'll log in. I'm like, what do you mean three unsubscribe? Who is <laughs> what? that? Why? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I need to call him. Is that an accident? Emailed me like a oh. response back to the like newsletter email thing that just said. Stop. <laughs> okay. Dang, okay. <laughs> and for me, it's kind of ironic, right? Because realtors spend your entire life cold calling and emailing people. <laughs> On your phone. So I do the same thing and you get mad at me, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind getting touches from vendors because I feel like it's, I could probably find some content in there Absolutely. that I could use and like repost it or put yep. it in my newsletter, that kind of thing. Yeah, so. and I've had several agents, you know, we haven't gotten into, I keep telling Courtney, well, I'm going to start doing blogs, you know, uh-huh. but I've you know, been saying that for a year now. Um, but we're Marketing st- goal. That's right. Uh, but I've been getting better at the newsletter thing. Yeah. Um, and part of that's going to be adding blogs, but I've had agents say that they've, they've copied and pasted for their own, yeah. you know, um, it's information great. and whatnot. So. So yeah, it's 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 very valuable. It you is know? to me. Um, it is. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's just. I read them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has Courtney's name on it. That's why I read it. If it had Sid's name on, it, I don't know if I'd read it. Well, I do kidding. that. I do that on purpose because I don't want people emailing me or calling me. So uh, okay. it's Courtney's your point of contact for that. So. <laughs> That's why I get them all. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, so yeah. So when you're, do you do by quarter? Or are you doing by month or for your marketing? So goals? when we sat down this past week, when we finished our lead gen model, we um, put it all, mapped it out for the year. And then we have this big calendar on our wall and then we color code which events are like, are going to be an education seminar, mm-hmm. a networking. We have like these, we call them micro events where we have a, um, a local business here where we've gotten like five referrals from one person yeah. and we have like a whole team that we've helped buy and sell houses with. So right. we are taking like that whole group to a happy hour. Yeah. And then I used to be a teacher. And so we're going to do like a teacher happy hour. So we're finding these like little micro events to do where it's going to be a smaller group mm-hmm. of people, but then we um, even them out quarterly. Okay. So those are like distributed. So if you look now at our events, there's something every month, except for I think September, because we've learned September is just too hard with school. Really? Going back to school. Yeah. So we don't, we try not to do anything in September. And with sports, people are just getting back into fall sports. Yeah. So. It's really hard. We've also learned that Sunday afternoons are a great planning time, great time to plan an activity. Yeah. So I wasn't going to, didn't think about this, but you just brought it up. So how do you manage? Because you got three boys, all in sports, <laughs> right? Very athletic, very, you know, all over the place yeah. in terms of that. So um, uh, your husband works. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, because this is a lot of work. It like, is a I lot mean, of work. Just planning this stuff's a lot of work. Right? I have to say, planning it, I don't do any of it anymore. Kim is wonderful. So yeah. she plans everything from setting up the catering, setting up the invitation, mailing everything out. Like, yeah. I just show up to the event. That's the best part for me. Thank yeah. goodness for her. <laughs> yes, that is so wonderful. does she give lessons? <laughs> <laughs> She's like an event coordinator. On the side. No, I'm just kidding. She might. She would totally help you. She actually likes that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just then we have too many two in, in a row. It's, it is can be a little bit overwhelming. Sure. So yeah. like for this past one, I did miss the finals of my kids' soccer tournament <laughs> because we had a client appreciation event. So there are times that it's it's just going to happen in my life. It's hard. It um, is very hard. You know, I got roped into um, helping coach Jordan softball. Okay. Because right? the, the one coach moved up and the other okay. coach – um, was like, you know, games on Sundays, I work Sundays, you know. So I told the coach, I said, hey, you know, I can help out on Sundays. I plan on being there. Right. And then next thing you know, I'm out there every day, right? Um, <laughs> but for the most part, you know, part of having a team is I get to be able to do that stuff. Yeah. Now. Uh, but the Keller Williams family picnic happened on like the last, I think, last regular season game, you know. Oh, yeah. So my so kid yeah. was in a, I literally at that picnic, luckily – I planned the picnic, so yeah. I picked where it was located, mm-hmm. which was right next to the baseball fields. Yeah. <laughs> so I literally set up, went over to the baseball fields to watch some of a game, came back, <laughs> went back and got my kids. Yeah. So, yeah, there's just – So, yeah, so it doesn't matter. Changing. I mean, you still – you know, when you have a family or you're yeah. – you know, like especially kids that are busy and whatnot um, with different activities um, – you just don't know the game schedules, the practice right. schedules. Not that and, early. And, yeah. I mean, we're planning now for next fall. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. But we have really figured out that Sunday afternoons are really a great time. Saturdays are just really hard. Are. People have yeah. stuff going on, especially around the holidays. That's yeah. a hard one, too. So, And then for, like, our, our networking and um, happy hour events, we do it during the week. Yeah. And it's like. Two hours on a Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, we figure yeah. that out. Yeah, that's that what we were we were talking about doing, like a happy hour type thing. And, yeah. Um, 
um, Jolene's. Um, We're going to use them too this year. Yeah. For an event. Yeah. They're, that place is awesome. So, so yeah, that's what we were talking about doing just during the week. Yeah. You know, cause, um, nothing wrong with it, but you see there's a, there's some realtors that put together some happy hours. Um, but they're typically on the other side of Richmond. Right. right. Um, there's really nothing right. on our side of Richmond. Right. Um, right. So, you know, and there's lots of agents. In, that's, in we're going to actually have so. our big event there this year. You know what nice. we're doing? What are you doing? So they have a food truck every Saturday and yep. Sunday there, and we're going to utilize that and partner with the food truck, let them know who we are, nice, and hire a photographer mm-hmm. and do family photos out there. Nice. And mini sessions. Yeah. So people sign up for a block of time, they're in and out, but then they can go eat from the food truck and we'll have wine yeah. out there and so they can do that too. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So that's going to be our one, that's our big event that yeah. we invite everyone to, because think of the overhead on that. It's not that bad. The yeah. planning nothing like that's a no no brainer right there yeah your photographer they sign up Mm -hmm. they're in and out they go get to eat you're not having to prep food clean Mm -hmm. up anything so that's an easy event (laughs) yeah i think it could go really well and i've heard good things about having an event like that and plus you get a chance to actually sit and talk with someone Mm -hmm. for like 10 minutes because while the kids are eating or they've ordered their food Mm -hmm. you can hang out and talk it's hard at bowling and top golf to do that kind of thing. I mean, you're like running around like a chicken with your head cut off. On and those that's, kind of that's what you really got to learn how to balance or figure out um, because there's a lot of cool things you can do. You right? can. But is it the best? You want to do something that's thoughtful for your audience, right? right? Um, appreciation stuff. But you also want to be able to engage with it. Right. Because you're trying to still build or leverage that relationship. Absolutely. Um, And, and, you know, bowling was, I could imagine was probably tough. Oh yeah. Because it was loud. Yeah. I mean, you're stretched thin because you've got a group way down there and you have groups over here. So, and the parents are trying to focus on their kids and not hitting each other and throwing balls at each other. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So you really got to be intentional, even though, you know, there's some really cool things and places to do. Um, Is it the most conducive to the business? Because at the end of the day, you're still doing this because it's a business decision. Right. And I will say because of where we, are predicting the market's going to go. We are strategically picking events. Mm-hmm. They're going to be less in cost yeah. because we feel like we've set a budget for, for lead gen for that general prospecting marketing, but we know that that could be easily affected mm-hmm. by the market too. So we want to pick activities that aren't going to cost us six to $8,000 anymore because yeah. we know that we may need to have saved that money in, in different areas. Yeah. So you start in October. Um, when are you really wrapping up, knowing that throughout the year you're going to be revisiting and tweaking? And yeah, changing and we want whatnot. to be done before Christmas. Yeah. So we're done. We just finished. Probably we have one more thing to do, which would be um, our social media plan. So lead gen for us includes our events, mm-hmm. all of our events, our social media plan, and then figuring out how those events relate to touches. So we also do four print mailers a year too so okay. like direct mail marketing mm-hmm. four of them four touches a year and that goes to all clients past and present and our entire sphere nice so that is part of our lead generation 36 touch although right now it's not 36 touch anymore <laughs> they say it should be like 62 touches yeah. a year you should be making to your sphere so yeah. um that but because of having these events Remember, there's like 11 touches around one event. Mm-hmm. If you're really honing in on those events mm-hmm. and, and calling the people that you should be, yeah. then you you should be good. You should be getting those yeah. touches. And in. that's 
you know, and that's just because of, of the attention spans have gotten shorter over time, right? right? Because, you know, it used to be, what, five to seven touches to right. get somebody to remember you from, from a business standpoint, right. right? And now, you know, they say it could be anywhere from 15 to 21 yeah. touches. 19 to, get to connect is yeah. what they call it, 19 um, to connect. So, so, yeah, for your spear, like you're saying, you know, um, it's gone from 32 to... 36 to 62. Yeah. yeah. Gary Keller said that. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. But if you really sat down and added it up between your 12, we do the video newsletter and we found that video works really well. So our monthly newsletter yep. is a video and that's like what they see. It's the same um, layout every month so yep. they can like scroll through it if they want to, but there's always going to be a video with me on it. Just talking about the market a little bit, upcoming yep. events. Um, anything new about our listings or anything like that. Yeah, well, and that's, I mean, that's just where we're heading, you yeah. know. Um, that's why TikTok is so popular. That's why Facebook is is struggling to, because to, they're trying to make a shift into the short videos, yep. and they just haven't figured out how to capture the audience like like TikTok has, and, and um, even on YouTube and whatnot, you know. Um, so, yeah, the videos is, is where it's at. Because um, yeah. even me, like, <clears throat> you know, I'm almost 40 um, in a couple weeks and uh, uh, I'll start, <laughs> I'll <Old>. start reading. And <laughs> I said, baby, you said, oh, <laughs> this is what I deal with. She said working here is like working for like her uncle's company. Oh, it's a nice. bunch of old people around here. Yeah. yeah, that's what I told my mom. She's like, how do you like working there? And I was like, well, I feel like I'm working with like my dad and a bunch of his friends. Yeah. Oh, like my, my grandpa. Great. Yeah. Gordon's a grandpa, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I ask him where his life alert is all the time. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure he has that's that so on terrible. him. See, it's been like six episodes since we made fun of Gordon because he says, you got to stop doing that. <laughs> um, I don't even forgot where we was going with that, but... um. Yeah, so yeah, you just gotta get the touches. Um, yeah, gotta get um, the touches. Oh, I knew where I was going with that. So yeah, even when I read an article, if it's not doesn't really get my attention, even sometimes when it does, like after like two paragraphs, like I'm done. Yeah, you know, I'll go to the next one. Uh, Bullet and, points are great. Yeah, yeah. Some of them put this big long post, like man, I'm friends with them. I really like them. I'll start reading them. That's really interesting. All right, next. Done. Next one. Yeah. Done, you know. Um, I hope whatever you're writing about works out, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but I'm moving on. Uh, so, you know, if I'm like that, you know, right. I already know what Courtney's attention span Oh, is. exactly. It's horrible. I mean, huh? that horrible. generation is yeah. just. Yeah. So something that I've seen people do for like studying for their exams, this go around videos on TikTok of like the Reddit threads of people like reading off. Yeah. They have the like, um, the computer voice reading it and then like subway surfer or like Minecraft playing underneath it. So people have started putting like three hour Minecraft video parkour and then having the article, whatever they're trying to study above it with the computer. <laughs> yeah. And we wonder why kids are ADHD. Right. Right. Yeah. That yeah. is crazy. I've seen they that a need couple to read times. The one thing. Yeah. <laughs> Focus on one thing. <laughs> I've seen that, a, seen that a couple times on my TikTok feed of um, students doing that. Wow. Does it work? I don't know. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So 
uh, when do we finish? We we should be done by now. So that January, okay. and you'll hear. I was just on a call la- uh, yesterday with this group that I'm a part of, and everyone talks about like goal setting is so awesome. Like, <laughs> yes, this is great. And then January comes, and you're like, wheels are falling off the bus. That's right. What do we have to do? <laughs> yeah. what, where, where are we going yeah. now? So I really try to jump back in the office. Definitely take some time off of Christmas. Mm-hmm. But like a couple days of December, like the last of December, I'm in the office just kind of like, okay, we've already started. We have a tab. We use OneNote for some just our like keeping all of our notes and stuff. And we have a tab for pipeline, listing pipeline Mm -hmm. and active buyers. So our listing pipeline, those people are being touched regularly, yeah, like weekly regularly to be like, okay, we know that I I know I need to close four deals a month. So if that's the case, then what? where I got to start like now because yeah. I got to have something for January. Mm-hmm. And then I am notorious <laughs> for being so slow January, February, even March yeah. because what happens? Everybody takes time off. They've made their goals. Yes. We're done here. Moving on. <laughs> so that's what we're really focusing on is like, okay. Like even my coach was telling me like, okay, she's already questioning me. Like, well, this is what you put on your GPS, which is like your big goal sheet. Yeah. And I'm like, thinking in my head, but that's for 2023. We're still in 2022, that's right. That's right. but really you should be thinking about yeah. that already. Yeah. So. Especially in real estate. Cause I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, if you start January 2nd and you're trying to get four closings, well, you, that you, means nothing's going to happen till mid February. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you just focus um, on 2023 at this point, or are you looking beyond that at all? You no, know, that's a great question. I honestly don't, but like on paper, I do. I set a five-year goal and a 10-year yep. goal. So do I have anything else besides that? No. Right. I just, I mean, I, and I think it's good to have it. I think I probably should be more intentional mm-hmm. about it. But honestly, I, I think it's hard enough for me to focus on one year at a time. <laughs> but it is like, it's kind of cool to think. If I did do a five-year goal and it didn't change, because I feel like sometimes those change sure. too. And I kept it somewhere. It'd be cool to go back and look. Oh, yep. I got that one. Oh, we did that. that yeah. Cool. And, you know, getting into like strategic planning, which is your five-year vision, your 10-year vision and yeah. things like that. And I think this is backed by no research at all, <laughs> but we should probably, you know, tailor that back, you know, to maybe a three and a five-year just because things change so For fast sure. now, right? For sure. Um, 10, 15, 20 years ago, yes, let's set a 10-year goal where we want to be. Not saying you still can't do that, but things change so fast mm-hmm. and evolve so fast now that, that you know, by the time you hit five years, your 10 years is just it's not even, you know, on the same, in the right. same book anymore. No, you know, uh-uh. So much has changed. So I think we it needs to be recalibrated to more of a three-year plan and a five-year yeah. plan uh, but strategic planning is and i always tell people when we start talking about like mission vision values right mm-hmm. you got your mission statement your mission statement is who you are right now you know what do we want to do you know your vision is where you want to be right in in five years um or three years or whatever where do where do we want to go and and our mission is is our mission statement is how we get there right our yeah. core values is how we get there yeah. and that's how we're going to achieve our vision um some companies set it as something that you're never going to achieve. You're always chasing your vision. And that's cool, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do that. Um, but again, it goes back to, do you have to have something to achieve? Or are you going to be in a tailspin if right. you don't achieve it? Um, but you got to have that strategic plan on how you're going to get to that five-year plan, yep. right? that five-year, that vision. How are you going to achieve that? 
So if you don't have an actual strategic plan in place, then you're never going to even come close to achieving, achieving that vision of where right. you want to be, you know? Yeah. So if your vision is to be, you know, um, you know, top agent in all of Metro Richmond, you know, whatever that vision is, you know, the, whatever realtor would say, um, <laughs> you know, you got to have a plan to get there. Yeah. Um, but you got to be able to go back and adjust it and tweak it because, because things change. Um, and I think the industry's gotten a lot better minus, you know, 80% of a room raising their hand and not knowing where the money's at. <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot more business oriented people now um, than there's ever been. Um, but I think we're still at the first step, which is, you know, end of the year, we're goal setting, we're planning for next year, but what's beyond next year, right? you know, um, and some of that also involves contingency plans, you know, cause what if, yeah, what if? you know, um, how do we pivot, you know, yeah. um, versus, well, rates went up, market took a nosedive. Now what do we do? Right. You know? Right. <laughs> um, we weren't prepared for this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's just me rambling about the importance of a strategic plan and looking yeah. beyond just this year, but what's our overall marketing strategy moving forward and how does all that fit into, um, the, the business that we both established, yeah. you know, um, yep. you know, it's easy for me to say, <clears throat> and maybe mine might be a little bit easier to achieve. Um, Maybe just because it's, it's home inspections, right? It's still a, a business like an electrician, you know? So I, you know, my five-year plan may be expanding into the beach, you know, or, or Charlottesville yeah. or, you know, um, I mean, I, teams in real estate can do that as well, right? Which is not yeah. as common, right? right? Um, you, you stay more local, right. right? To where, you know, we can, if we have that desire, our plan is to, to, move out and, and expand that way. So, <clears throat> um, or expand services, right? Yeah. You know, termites and, oh, and yeah. you know, radon, <coughs> uh, mitigation, chimney. chimney. Yep. So, um, so yeah, like I said, I think, I think a lot of it is, has been, has been good to see more people talk about this stuff mm -hmm. um, and actually sit down and talk about goal setting and market plans and, and, budgeting and all uh, that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to do that. I saved lead gen for last cause it's the most fun. <laughs> That's right. That's so right. I always leave that one last cause yeah. the numbers part, I, if on the desk, I have literally no C in me. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the next step is definitely, even if it's just in the back of your head, like where do you want to go? You know, yeah. me personally, like I'm not, going to be crawling I probably will but I'm not I don't <laughs> want to be in crawl spaces when I'm 60 right you know? um so what's that what's that plan you know to get me out of that yeah um and whatnot so um, Colin I know right <laughs> that's what I'm relying on I'm like of three of my kids there's gonna be someone someone's gonna hate real estate uh -huh. after all this uh -huh. I'm never going to another property ever again yep. but there's got to be one of the three they're gonna be like I think I could see myself doing that's right. that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Do you um do you have any closing thoughts? Um, I think having a plan. I think it's so important. Whether you're new or not, have a plan. If you're new, start with the fifty percent if you can afford to do that. I mean, I think if you could just save the fifty percent of each of your checks that you receive, then you're not, oh crap end of year or April or having to file yeah. extensions, yeah. all of that. And what do I do? <laughs> hire a good CPA, hire someone that knows 
small businesses that knows real estate, I think that's super important too, because they're going to know way more than you do on tax breaks and what you need to spend and where you need to spend and where you need to cut all of that. And then have a plan, like look at your models, look at creating the budget, um, knowing where you spent your money last year so that you can project where you're going to spend your money this year. Um, your lead gen plan. I mean, organization model. Do you have plans to grow? Like all of those right. things, you want to have a plan. So and make sure it's visible and accessible. Yes, right. Not just oh, it's in my head. You so know, it's just rolling around. What's really cool is the planner that I have mm-hmm. has me write every month at the beginning of the month what my goals were. So yep. I have annual, monthly, weekly goals, and so I'm just writing them every month at nice. the beginning of every month. Now, obviously, the annual goal doesn't change. Yeah. Your monthly goal may, and your weekly sure. goes will. So I'm just copying from the month before on the annual, but it's still making me look at it too. Yeah. So if you, I mean, print it out, print out your 411 or your GPS, which are, I know Keller Williams terms, but those are what your goals are, the ways you're going to get to those goals, yep. the strategies to get to those goals, yep. your priorities to read those strategies. So those kind of things. And that's, that's important to emphasize um, because we can all set goals, right? right. You know, but you got to have a strategy and a plan yep. to achieve those goals. Because exactly. if you start off in January 1 and you say, I want to close four deals this month. All right. Well, how are you going to do that? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm just going to do it. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, so you really got to start breaking it down into the micro at that point yep. of how, where am I going to get these leads from? How am I going to get them? How much money is it going to take me to get them? Um, you know, I, I saw uh, a broker the other day post <clears throat> their top agent has closed 13 deals in the last couple of months. And when you put phone calls in the last however many, it was like 2000 contacts added into their database. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, my goal could be 13 closed deals, you know, but right. how are you going to get there? Right. You know, so you got to strategize and you got to market, um, and, and have that plan in place. Yeah. Um, and there's like math, there's like in the um, business plan book that Keller Williams puts out, there's a, um, what is it called? Like it's this math problem that you can put together on how many people are in your database, how many appointments you need based on how many go- what your goal is. So you figured out what your goal is for units on how many you want to sell. And then you take what yours currently in your database and what you've created out of what's currently there. And you figure out what you need to add to it to get to that new goal. Yeah. So you ha- like, that's important. You have it to is. know that because yeah. it told me we, we believe it or not, are only 300 away from where we need to be on dad on um, people we need to add to our database. But nice. last year we added a thousand three people to our database. Yeah. Now a lot of those are realtors, but you do realize that realtors are referrals too. Yep. So that is one of our biggest sources of business is realtor referrals, which is awesome for yeah. us. So we keep up with those realtors and they are part of our database and that's included in our numbers because of that. Yeah. So Good times. Good times. Good times. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I think this was a good session. Um, yeah, I think it's important. Like I said, um, you know, slow time. Holidays are here. Right. Um, Now's not, the time. Yeah, Knock not this out. Not that business isn't still happening, but right. um, this isn't the time just to take a break. No, right? not um, at there's, all. There's still a lot of work to prepare for the next year. So you're not waiting until May to get that first deal. Yeah, uh, they say <laughs> that December... 31st or January 1st could be the busiest day of the year for you in real estate yeah. 
because people put their listing appointments to expire December 31st. Mm -hmm. So if you can get a hold of the list of all of the expired listings that come up on January 1st mm -hmm. and reach out to them. Now, in the past three years, that really hasn't been a thing. Right. But I think we're going to start seeing that happen more. Yeah. And those are great listings to go after right off the bat. Yep. So if you can get off your butt and work January 1st, That's right. there you go. <laughs> get out of bed. Get out of bed. <laughs> Find your clothes. Right. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, that concludes another episode. And um, looking forward to the next one. Absolutely. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir.